As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey siblings, I know it has been a while since I updated this podcast. This is Little Sister Chris, and it's been a few months of being very busy. April was the last time that I came through, and that was the anniversary of my brother's death. And um, it's the almost tomorrow's August the 1st. And that is my birthday month, August the 1st, and I will be a big 39. I don't mind saying my age to anybody because I'm so glad to be this age. I've seen people not even make it to 39, 38, like my brother did not make 38. He made 18. So I am now 20 years older than, or 21 now, years older than my brother. And... um You know, I'm going to talk to you about transitions and I'm not meeting transitions and as in transitioning out of here and into glory. I'm not meaning that. What I mean by transitions is how do you handle as a sibling that is a surviving sibling? How do you handle transitions? Graduations. Funerals, having a baby, adoption, weddings, going away, going to college, moving to a new house, adding to your family, going to um, check on your parents and parents' new marriages and divorces and checking on them when they are sick and you don't have any other siblings, it's just you. How do you handle those transitions? And some transitions are so beautiful and so happy, like a promotion, like graduating, like getting married. Those transitions are so exciting in such a happy occasion. But for a surviving sibling, those occasions can be very bittersweet. Bittersweet because why? We want to share these moments with our sibling and we cannot. Not in the way that we are used to. We want to tell them all about our new dorm. We want to tell them about our roommate. We want to tell them about how funny acting our parents have been or our other siblings because that was our person. Our first best friend, first companion. Oh, I got this raise. Who do I tell this 
big moment, this moment that I worked so hard for. I told my sibling everything about what I was doing. I was working so hard. I was building this house. I was building this building and I got recognized for all of the hard work. Finally, I got made, uh, got made, I made more of a salary. I got paid more. I made boss. I made partner. Um, I made the internship, I ran this race, all those different things. And we can't tell our siblings anymore and not in the way that we could have before. So how do you handle it? Some of us have been depressed. I know for me, for myself, when I went away to college, it was the best thing. And I told you guys before in previous episodes, it was the best thing to do was to go away to college, but it also had me in depression. I had a full year of depression that was not pretty whatsoever. And that came in the form of being nauseous. That came in the form of feeling as though I could feel the darkness and not wanting the winter time to come and hit me the way it hit me. But winter time got darker early. It was dark at four o'clock. I could feel the darkness sitting on my chest until it was daylight. I could not wait till it was daylight so that I could not feel the darkness on my chest. So that transition to college was the best, but it was also very bittersweet. I had to learn some things. Some things triggered me into feeling rejected, abandoned, saddened. Simple things put me there. Breaking up with someone or not being able to do something when you needed to do it or feeling left out when your other friends are moving on with their lives, getting married, having babies, when you see that happening and you're not even in their equation in their in their transitions, you're not even in those equations and then the anger and then the sadness and the loneliness and the pity and all of those things can happen. Because it seems as though other people's lives, well, in your life too, is moving on without your sibling. And that is so hard to realize and so hard to come to grasp with. What helped you siblings? What helped y'all deal with transitions? What helped y'all? What helped me get through a whole year of depression was feeling my feelings. That's what helped me. That was the first time that I gave my permission, myself permission to feel. That's the reason why I feel like I had depression in the first place. Because before then, I did not give myself permission to feel. I was in denial of my own feelings. I was in denial of my own hurt and how bad it was going to hurt. I was trying to cushion my hurt. And that caused a lot of the depression. And it would not let go of me until I realized that I'm going to have to feel the way I need to feel. And somebody told me that and it gave me permission to feel. And that's when I I came kind of out of it. I came out of it because I felt like, okay, it's okay to feel. It's I have permission to cry. I have permission to long for my brother and to still long for him, but just in a different way. You have permission, siblings, to long for your sibling. 
to love your sibling, to cry about your sibling and cry over your sibling, no matter if it's been 24 hours or 24 years or longer. Your sibling will always be a part of you and a part of your transitions. I feel like my sibling is still with me. When I have hard days, of course I cry. Of course I pray when I need to have a guidance, when I need to have an answer from the Lord, which is all the time. But when I am in these situations where I need additional strength from the Lord, I also ask if my brother can come along with me, if my auntie can come along with me to help me in not feeling alone when I have decisions to make and when I have hard days or I have to have hard conversations with people in my daily life. Just come along with me. Just their presence in my heart I can get through those moments and I can get through those times and I really enjoy feeling as if they are there with me. That has gotten me through sometimes, even in adulthood. I also, you know, work out. Um, I don't work out all the time, but at the time when I was in college, after the incident with the depression and after I felt like, okay, I have permission to feel, it is okay to cry. It is okay to feel sick when you feel sick. It is okay. Do not deny yourself. But then I started to get up and I started to do exercising and I enjoyed every bit. I started exercising about four or five Five days a week, I would go and do different things. I would go swimming as a retreat for myself. I would go outside and swim. Uh, University of Memphis had a big pool, uh, Olympic-sized pool inside and outside, and I enjoyed that pool. That was the best. Um, I did racquetball. I did step. I did kickboxing. I did the weight room. All those things were really good for me. Walking on campus, eating well, those things helped me out so much mentally that I was able to, um, I don't say bounce back, but I was able to recover my heart. That part of my heart was able to recover so that I can move on to the next set of life, my next transitions. I hope this is out here helping you all who are listening to me. I have met with some siblings of as of late the past four months in my inbox on Facebook. And again, if you have found me on Facebook, please introduce yourself. Because if you add me on Facebook and I don't know who you are, I might think that you're spam and I might delete you. And I hopefully I have not deleted any of you siblings who tried to get to me. I hope you can hear this and know that if you again, if you're on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, Please let me know who you are and say, hey, I've listened. Hey, I saw I listened to your podcast. Hey, LPC Chris or little little sis Chris. Um, I am um, a sibling. I'm reaching out. Just let me know. Because, again, even if you don't feel comfortable, because uh, then I'll know and I won't delete you. Because sometimes on Facebook and on social media, these these profiles are fake, basically, when you have more than so many people added to your Facebook accounts. These people are fake. So I don't want to, you know, add fake people on there, but I do want to add siblings onto there, uh, onto social media. Um, if you want to email me, I am at 
G-E-T-N-E-C-K-I-D T-H-E-R-A-P-I-S-T at gmail.com. Right now I'm working on a website so that I'm not on a gmail.com and that you can see all the work that I do because I have two podcasts. I have Get Naked Therapist on Anchor and then I have um, Surviving Sibling Loss, the Forgotten Mourners podcast on Spreaker. So I have two podcasts and um, working on a website so that you guys can see all of my work. And then I'm working on some other things that are here local to me in Tennessee. Um, I'm, I am working on doing private practice because I am a licensed mental health therapist. And um, recently, grief has been my passion. At first, grief was not my passion. Doing grief work was not my passion. It actually made me exhausted And it might have been some other things that was going on at the same time that made me exhausted with it. But I think now it has become my passion. So I'm working on becoming a grief certified specialist uh, for both children and adolescents and just the general population. I'm working on that. And as soon as I said I was wanting to do that, in walks some clients that needed help with grief and loss. Um, and it has excited me, you know, I don't like that people lose people or have losses in their lives, but you know, if you need a cushion or you need a soft space, I have started to provide that for people and I'm enjoying that work, uh, because I know what it's like to feel uncomfortable in grief. I know what it's like to feel alone and isolated and like you're not heard. You can't sleep. You can't eat. You can't think. Um, people don't understand. They think you have a short timeline in grief and that the timeline won't last forever. And just because you smile, you fake a smile that you're all okay. Um, I hope that you guys are okay. And I hope I'm praying that you're reaching out to people that you need, um, help from support from think and identify of one or two people that you can call at any time. And if you can't find anybody that you can unleash on and vent to, I advise you to get a therapist, y'all. Get a grief and loss therapist. Not every therapist will tackle grief and loss with you. You need somebody who specifically understands grief and loss. So find you a grief and loss somebody so that you can get your issues and your needs met right now do not stop do not go stop and collect fifteen hundred dollars or whatever or procrastinate in doing this get you a grief counselor whether that's christian whether that's not christian whether that's um black white yellow whatever male woman whatever get you and reach out to therapists and if one therapist don't work that don't stop no show. You find you another one. And if you're listening to me outside of the country of United States, hey, guys, I know that you're out there. We've talked before. I'm just thinking of you um, during this time. Uh, I hope that you guys are well. We have somewhat come out of quarantine, but then looking at maybe going back because of the Delta variants. I am really thinking about you guys. Take care of yourself. Wash your hands. Put your mask on. Just adhere to safety. Um, I have been traveling myself, but um, praying definitely in heeding to safety and washing my hands and being cognizant of um, distance. 
So I love you guys so much. Again, I am so glad that I'm back um, to give you guys an update about transitions. And I'll come back. I won't stay gone too long, but it it has definitely been busy. It has definitely been busy these past few months and just really trying to put out a product um, that speaks to other siblings, that speaks to therapy, because I'm a therapist too. But to speak to all of the populations that I serve. And hopefully you guys are being patient with me. So I'll be back. And uh, we'll be celebrating my birthday in in the next week. First part of August. And uh, I'll be back. I'll see you guys at the end of August. If you have anything, just don't hesitate to reach out to me. I love you. Take care of you. And take care of your family. Bye, guys. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.